pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And it is good to be back, isn't, isn't it? it? We weren't here last we week, were we? What were you here. doing with I yourself? Was, I was ill. I was sniffling. Symptoms? I was doing. Uh, cut, well, sniffling. Okay, that's yeah. called that tickly back of throat. Right. And then I use that, you know, that spray you can get that says, oh, at the first sign. Yeah, yeah stop first it. First sign, do it. Yeah, did didn't. it work? Nope, didn't. Made everything... Made everything delayed a couple of days, and then it all kicked in for real. Um, so yeah, I was off ill, but... I'm sorry to hear that. Who did you get it off? Good question. Mm-hmm. Good question. Who was patient zero? Well, uh, someone at Marioki, isn't it? <laughs> Must be. <laughs> you do get very close to them. What we wondered is, if uh, we could do a, uh, have a Marioki invention, we could have sheaths for the mic. <laughs> Branded. Yeah, hand, right. them, hand them out to people as they come through the door. Okay. So, uh, no, only hand them out to some people. <laughs> <laughs> Just pop one of these on yeah. uh, before you sing right. and uh, dispose of it afterwards. Okay. So that was something we Sponsorship opportunity of. there, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, it, was, it was an illness, but then we went to Sweden, Anne and I, uh, last week yep. to do Marioka over there and to do some hosting and for me to do some talking and uh, managed to blitz it over there with some alcohol Swedish alcohol came back absolutely fine perfect after transmitting it amongst the mariachi crowd over there obviously how was your week uh, it's been good. Yeah, sorry I wasn't here last week. Uh, I was uh, no, I was no sh- worries. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I was, uh, I was on baby duty last week, wasn't uh, I? Home was alone. That? How was that? It's good actually. Don't tell anybody, but I, I secretly enjoyed it. Did you? I did. Yeah. You get into get into any scrapes? I didn't. High jinks. Uh, I finished Mark of the Ninja. Okay. During nap times. <laughs> so that was all right. Good. Yeah. Good. That question's come up, hasn't it? What what games are good? There's another one, around. Mark of the Ninja. Okay. Uh, where's Anne? Scants is on business, not one life left business. Do you know where she is? Because she's been quite vague in her email no, to no, she, HR. She got an email while we were out somewhere. She got an email saying that that was just someone put something in her work calendar. Hmm. I know. Not our work calendar, not right. the one life left calendar. Someone put something in a real work calendar and she went, well, the show's off. We can't do it. Interesting. We can do it. Let's find out what it was. As we will prove yeah. today. Well, thankfully, uh, it's not just us in the studio uh, because, uh, as usual, when Anne's not here, no one's done the news. <laughs> Mondays are now my meeting day, so it's going to be very, very difficult. I, f- I forgot to print out the letters. That's okay. Um, We've got away with it once, Steve, haven't we? We're not going to try that again, though, are we? We're not going to test that theory. What, just, just, just having me and you? <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, would you like to be joined by uh, Leo and Al uh, from Wide Productions? Leo the MD. Yes, hello. Hello. I can't believe you've never been on the show before. I know, 10 years. I feel privileged, though. Right, welcome. 
Thank you. How long have I known you, Leo? It's been a long time, isn't it? About 20 years. 20 glorious I years. Know, we, were, we were young and chipper 20 years ago. No, okay, Solid came out 20 years ago today. I, uh, I read true? on Eurogamer. So maybe, that could be a new story. Maybe that's where me and Leo let met <laughs> in queuing up for Metal Gear Solid. Uh, and Al, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank Whoa, you. Whoa, that's all right. Let's try you try again, again, Al. How are you again. doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank yeah, you, thank you for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. What, what were you doing 20 years ago? Uh, Why weren't you hanging out with Leo and I? I was probably playing in some sort of sand pit in primary school, to be Where honest. Yeah. Okay. I was I'm not, seven. I'm not sure who, who the winner are here. I think Leo and I are actually. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't like sand. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we would ordinarily uh, start the uh, the show off with Anne's news. She's not here, and we don't have any. But um, when we mentioned that you to mentioned that to you upstairs, you suggested that you'd have a few topics for us to discuss, Leo. How do you feel about that? We can try and wing it, yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. So what we're going to rent? What we're going to do first of all, and you're going to need to sort of sell this in as if it's a news story, right? So headline, two, three sentences of of bits that no one listened to, yeah, and then then a a joke joke. at the end, and a joke. Yeah. Just you know, it doesn't have to be a good joke. Just something that structurally feels like a joke. Just raise your voice up, exactly, and then we've got it. Uh, Simon will point at you when you need to speak. Right. I'm going to fire the jingle right okay, now. Okay, okay. Without. It's 7.05 on Monday, October the 22nd. This is Leo Zolo, and here he is with his news. UK retail shuts down for a whole week. And as you know, (laughs) Red Dead Redemption is on the way, and UK customers have voted with their feet. No one is buying games. Retail is dead until, when is it? Friday. (laughs) Dead? More like Red Red Dead. Dead. Yes. yes, there we go. Jingle. So, Leo, uh, you, then uh, that's it. Is it half-term week for some? Yes, yes, for some, for most people, uh, most kids. And UK Games Retail's dead? It is, sadly, yeah. People are not buying games, not buying retail games. What is going on? Are they, so they're, they're all waiting for Friday? They will be, yes. And this weekend will be um, lynching and mobbing on horses and various other Okay. Western themed, and presumably the first weekend that Rockstar employees will have had off for <laughs> for some time, at least seven hundred <laughs> hours. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what do we generally see when um, there's a big release like this? Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen it like this for a while. It's a bit like a tsunami. Um, everyone's been talking about it for a year that it's going to be dead, and no one should release. Some people took heed, and other people bravado-esque and yeah. said hell to that how, I'm going to launch anyway how do you think the Assassin's Creed lot felt do you think they you know they were a bit wary of getting Justin under the wire well I think they're going to be sort of regretting that decision as really well. um, Lara Croft people so yeah there's so quite a few that was the that was the the big news out of this week was that Tomb Raider has been discounted by 34% already Ooh, and it's just over a month old uh, so they've, they've been review bombed this week Really? By the, uh, by the Steam lot. Ah. Uh, so that's a sign that it didn't do quite as well. The as chart track isn't very favourable either. I mean, they're just <laughs> units of retail, I think. Wow, have you just broken some confidentiality? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> chart track, chart track is open, <laughs> open source. Is it? Yeah. I, I thought think. you had to be a subscriber to have access uh, to it. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Retract. <laughs> well, of course, uh, chart track doesn't, doesn't take into account digital, does it? Um, no, so, of course, that was much more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, lots of publishers moved their games from October to February, uh, so it's going to be quite a busy February next year. Um, but yeah, generally people seem to be uh, hanging on for Friday. Um, I see that Rockstar took over Piccadilly Circus last week. Did they? They did. Uh, what did impressive. they do there? They turned all the screens on to be uh, Red Dead Redemption. Okay. You nice. Know. I thought they might have cowboys there or horses or... Whatever else is there up on there on the screen. Square dancing. That's that's a good idea. I've got a question. Uh, I saw some people on the internet talking about the PC version that doesn't exist yet. Yes. Uh, PC Gamer is just just, uh, running speculative Red Dead Redemption (laughs) stories just to to get involved. Yeah. So 
Um, it's it's people are saying it'll probably take the pattern of uh, GTA, which yep. is it was a couple of years down the line, like maybe eighteen months, something like that before. Because the, the was first, it that long? Was it? Well, first off, there was PS3 and X360. Then there was PS4 and Xbox One. Yep. A year later, right. I think, and then just after that was the PC version, or, or a little bit after that. Um, but the question is, do we think this will be on Steam or do we think this is going to be the moment that Rockstar are going to break free of Valve? Well, it's not confirmed for PC, is it? It, it is not confirmed right. for PC, but I'd be surprised if it doesn't eventually end up on that. I mean, of course, Red Dead didn't. No. But different times. But the, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's easy to say that. <laughs> different different times. Uh, I don't know. I'd be surprised. Would um, I would. Yeah. They, so Rockstar don't have their own infrastructure. No, I think they do. They have. They there oh, is the a club. there is a yeah Rockstar Social Club. I think there is a launcher. Okay. With that do they currently well. sell games through that? Uh, I think they must do because you can buy. GTA 5 outside of uh, outside of Steam so um, mm. there must be some sort of infrastructure yeah, through the social okay. club through their own launcher do you want to reevaluate your that feels like stuff? a first for one like that <laughs> doesn't it the rock stars joining the rank the likes of Bethesda uh-huh. uh, obviously to me they epic. feel like the outlier like right. right right now most of the big uh, studios the really big publishers sorry have separated from Steam because Valve take a pretty hefty chunk of what is going to be an almost infinite amount of money uh, yeah well um, but G- but GTA seems to seems to be a perennial bestseller on on uh, on Steam it is so why would you give Valve that amount of money well, why I mean, would you take it away why would you? Why would you remove your audience? That's a good question. Do they but need it? I, yeah, I, I, I think there are a lot of sort of mid-sized publishers that go out there, bring out a new game. They rely on that sort of early Steam trending side of things, and and if you don't need that, if you are a giant in the way that Rockstar are, I think that they they have the clout to to do an epic. I don't think if somebody turned around and said you can have Red Dead Two on PC, but you can't buy it through Steam. If Nobody's not going to buy it that wants it. And if they could spend half, half, just half the money that they are saving by not giving Valve a cut on PR and marketing, on Piccadilly, on Square Dancing in Piccadilly Circus, then you would assume that. Mm, well, I don't assume anything. I don't know anything about this, but it, that would bring that audience in. I thought where you were going with your speculation was that um, it came out on uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 uh-huh. initially, and then when it came out on PC a year or so later, was was with the new console hardware. I wondered uh-huh. if you were speculating on the launch of PS whatever it's going to be called. Could do. Is that coming up in the news? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've heard there's a release window. Okay. Okay. That can are, be... are you able to talk about this stuff, Leo? Um, I heard it down the pub. Okay. okay. Well, that, all right. Well, let's let's go. Unofficial release of PS5 Tokyo Olympics. Really? I heard a man down the pub. This man down the pub. Okay. Uh, had you met this man before? No. First time he was just standing there. I overheard a conversation. Don't know who he is. Okay. Never if only he knew this. where this conversation would have led to the national radio. <clears throat> let's let, so let's hope it doesn't suffer the five rings of death. Very good. Oh, yeah, that's very yes. good. That's all right. It is all right actually. All right for, thanks. I, it's making me question how long Anne spends on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be so easy. Uh, right, do we think that's likely? Uh, the timelines are there. It's whether it launches or it gets announced. I guess around that sort of time. Two years, less than two years, you're 18 months. I, I think it ties in with the, with the the sort of time frame that's been laid out. I mean, they've said it's it's in development. I think, you know, if you're looking at games like Cyberpunk, which are... Which I am. Which are advertising <laughs> themselves as a, as a next-gen title. Yeah. The, you know, that can't be three, four years away now. I mean, look at the level of maturity of it. So I would say, yeah, I mean, it, it lines up pretty well. Wow, man down the pub. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about, doesn't he? Um, what you what that news has uh, resulted in? Was, I, see, I've been very close to picking up a PS4 Pro. Um, I've been playing uh, Spider Man and Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey, and uh, yeah, both of them a little creaky on my uh, launch PS4. And I thought, you know, what I should be doing now. I should be getting a PS4 Pro, and I thought I'd do it with Red Dead. But now, 
Sounds like the wrong thing to do, Steve, doesn't it? Didn't you say last week, oh, sorry, two weeks ago, uh, that you were going to get a Switch Pro? I will do when that comes out, yeah, exactly. Rather than just hold it nearer to my face (laughs) (laughs) in order to make the screen bigger. Did you see that peripheral? The VR peripheral for the Switch? (laughs) It's not an official one, is it? No, but still. Yeah. This is, um, I'll buy it. Yeah, <laughs> quite. Yeah. This is, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it, this is a Indiegogo marketed uh, VR headset style thing for the Switch where you slot it in. But it does say in big letters that, of course, the Switch isn't VR compatible. We all know that. But it's got a film, some kind of film on the lens, which makes all of your games on Switch, doesn't matter what, compatible with everything, makes them 18% more 3D. Contains magic, basically. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's uh, it's really, really impressive. Yes, sorry. uh, Okay, so Tokyo twenty twenty pub stuff. Right, Uh, Tokyo twenty twenty. Do they? So they don't generally launch consoles in the summer, do they? Uh, That would be uh, March window. Is 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 normal? I think the the PS three towards the end of the year. In fact, the PS three launched on one of my birthdays. Happy birthday to you, Al. Twenty third of March, that one. Did it? uh, Yeah. So that was PS three. Okay. PS four was a summer release window as well. I think Dreamcast was September. Of course, we all remember that. (laughs) It took a while to work out the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Then uh, so, so that fits. Uh, all is all is revealed. Okay. Right did he have any? Um, <clears throat> did he go further with any speculation about features for the PS PS Five? Oh, no, I couldn't get close enough after that. No. Uh, what was he drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey sours. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what's the next news? Sort of. Well, do, we'll do, find do, out. Yes. Do, do we have another one, Leo? Um, I'm going to pass on to my esteemed colleague. Okay, uh, Al. That's so kind of you. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> mate. <laughs> got nothing okay I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna step in here start it again Steve <sighs> hold on <laughs> if we're gonna do this we're gonna do this properly Intellivision has revealed a groundbreaking console uh, which it claims approaches the entire gaming industry in a completely unique way <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> if only you could spell that, Steve. That would be. That should be the rest of this press release. Okay. Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, here, I'm going to read out. You know, obviously, um, serious journalists shouldn't do this, but I'm going to read out the press release verbatim. Okay. okay. Almost 40 years after the release of the original Intellivision home video game system, so let's just almost 40 years. Oh. So like, it doesn't actually have a, um, any specific uh, heritage, any uh, an, an, doesn't have a specific anniversary or anything, uh, which helped to redefine the, the video game industry. Intellivision Entertainment is proud to carry on its legacy of firsts by announcing the brand new revolutionary home video game console named Amico to be released on October the 10th. 2020. Uh, then Hold put, on. Well, exactly. This is <laughs> the Clash of the Titans. They, they then put in brackets 10 10 2020. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also works in Do America. You get here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it goes on. Amico is the Italian word for friend or buddy and encapsulates an element of the approach and dynamics for what makes the new console so unique and, in, and an exciting addition to everyone's family. Everyone's Leo. Everybody. Okay, we should all shift our publishing strategy over to the Amico, means buddy or friend. Um, Tommy Tallarica, so we have talked about this uh, console on the show before, but um, he he says, we are creating a console that parents want to buy, not that they were asked to buy, he says. Uh, Most every game being made for the home consoles these days is created with only the hardcore gamer in mind. We see a world where everyone is interested in playing at home and with friends, but this isn't currently possible because of the barrier to entry is nearly impossible for a non-gamer due to the complexity of the controllers. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> what your bloke in the putt? He's like, what's this? <laughs> holding up a jewel shock was it? <laughs> um, what I like particularly about this uh, this um, press release is that it concludes. Uh, with this paragraph, game industry analyst and Wedbush Securities Managing Director of Equity Research, Michael Pachter, commented, I think it's about time someone focused on families with kid-friendly games. Television has a long history of delivering content that everybody can enjoy. And with the revived console priced right, I expect it to be in, in, immensely successful. 
the company has the right leadership and is positioned in, a, in an undeserved, underserved niche. I think the relaunch will be a home run. He's American, is he? I'm watching the trailer for it. Well, I was going to hold it up and we could get a live reaction to um, what the Amico, that means friend or uh, buddy. I wouldn't have guessed that as an Italian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> looks like. So uh, wow. talk us through your feelings here. I mean, uh, what's your impressions? We, you and I will remember the Intellivision, Leo. Yes, it's still got that retro look. Yeah. Okay, so there's the logo. Uh, they, so it's a quick recap on what the original console looked like. And nice. stuff. So it is. It is Retro. harking back to the design of the original one. It's got two kind of paddle controllers built into the into the uh, white Wii-like box. Yep. Um, and those paddle controllers, though, now have a touch screen. Right. So they look kind of like a janky knockoff right. iPod, yeah. circa <laughs> two thousand and two. Right. Um, well, that's what they're going for, right? They're going for a, they're going for rebooting. The, going well, for. They're, they're going. They think so. It seems to me, reading between the lines of that press release, that the they're, they're saying Nintendo are going after the hardcore now, which is not true. Um, so we're going to make a switch, uh, make a Wii U. Okay. We're going to make a Wii. Right. Um, that's re- what they want. Do you reckon they're going to put this next to the new Atari or the new? Oh, right, Atari. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what on earth is going on? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to be a budget console, right? Well, we're, surely we're it's going to be one with like a hundred. Well, it includes a hundred games. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It'll be. A, I'm sure it'll do very well in you know certain budget retailers. But I, I, I just you know I, I'm somebody who sort of grew up with the PlayStation era and that stuff, and, and I go back and collect this stuff, but I collect it for for novelty purposes. So suddenly trying to to drop you know modern gamers back into 30 years gone by I, I, I just don't see it flying they're, all games are rated uh, 10 10 plus and no 18s right they're, well their pitch is also I mean it's said it, it's for uh, w- the parents want to buy, buy rather than ask to buy and the reason that parents want to buy this is is presumably partly because their they big hate thing their is, children. <laughs> is that they are bringing back all of this IP from the Intellivision and the uh, the old Atari. Let's go around. The, let's go around the table. Let's go name in television properties. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you can start, and we're going to go clockwise. clockwise. Ten yard fight. Of course. Are you, you're <laughs> so. What we can deduce from that is that Steve has got to Wikipedia before all of you <laughs> because it's listing them alphabetically, right? <laughs> no. Eleven yard fight. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I'm I'm watching the trailer, which which lists the game, oh, so I can read them out for you. Okay, uh, don't actually, remember. I think, I think that's an Atari Atari game. Okay, so oh, it's advertising a time and space leadership. I know, I know. <laughs> leadership uh, thing now. Tournament, blah blah blah. Hold on one second. Price points. Oh, it says the price point. Yeah, the games. Hundred? No, no, no. Oh. The price point for the system. Okay. One hundred forty-nine dollars to one hundred. <laughs> $149 to $179. That might be an exclusive based on how many people have watched this trailer, which I don't think is many. Um, okay, in television classics remade, and it has a picture of them all on screen there, so I can read some of them out okay. if I can pause it at the right time. Hold on one second. There we go. L- Leo's got them. Go on. Well, we've got B-17 Bomber. Yep. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. We've got a uh, Space Armada. Right. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong made a, made an appearance. Did it now. Yeah. Tron. Right, that sounds good. Yeah. Can't forget Burger Time. That's the only one that I actually right. think I would have got. Okay, but these aren't the games the that they have on the screen no. here are intelligent are intelligent specific. Uh Shark exclamation mark. Oh. What looks to be called Frog Bog, although I can't see the start of that, so it could be well, it could be anything that ends in rock bog. Okay. <laughs> so, could be. It could or, could be you, or could it just be rock bog? It could be rock bog. <laughs> Boxing. Oh, yeah. What's that about? <laughs> I don't know, but there are two men topless on the cover. <laughs> Snafu. Okay. Uh, horse racing. Right. Again, unclear what okay. that's about. No, I can't read anything else. Right. That. There's, there's something that begins Matt, um, and there's something that begins Star. They don't seem to be classics. No. No. Okay. Well, I'll see you all on the 10, 10, 20, 20, eh? <laughs> what time will it launch? doesn't say. Ah. Ten, ten, sometime between 10, 10 and 2020. 
Do we have another? No, story? I was going to say that's optimistically. I would have gone straight to the uh, to the to the wrap up. Okay, straight to what the final? Uh, yeah. So unless any of you guys have got an additional news story, do you? No, no, we're good. Okay. We're good. All right. Thanks, Thanks. guys. <laughs> One life left. Video game news with left on resonance 104.4 fm i think uh, that news section proved that we miss Anne. we do miss Anne, and that's why we did it like that what is she doing I, that, that's that's in no way to diminish uh, the, con- the contributions of our guests though no they were fabulous but those contributions would have been better if Anne was here You'll have to come back when Anne's here. Yes, do recommend it. Yeah. Uh, we're one life left. We're on a, a radio station called Resonance 104.4 FM, which is the greatest radio station in the world. This is Transfer Student by Imaginary. It's from chipmusic.org. And like all of the bleepy, bleepy things we play on the radio show, you can listen to it there. So why not do that? Well, after they've just listened to it here. Well, we'll they should listen to our guests. They should do that, actually. Before. Hold on. <laughs> Hold back. your horses. Come back. Yeah, Al. Hello, sir. It's great to have you on. Very much enjoying your company this evening. Uh, tell us about Wired Productions. Okay, yep. We're uh, 10 years old. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, we have a razor blade as a logo. You do? Yes. Some people think it's a little bit aggressive. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got those razor blades all over your clothes. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are walking adverts. Okay, when, when you live jo- the brand. When, when you join Wired, you get a desk and you get a chair and okay. you get a couple of T-shirts, a hoodie, you know. Right. We're, and we're and sort a tattoo cut into exactly. you with the razor blade. That's, that's the next stage. There are yeah. people talking about getting razor blades tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, yeah. Ten years, what was your first game? Um, well, we started off as a production house, and we worked with um, Nordic Games, who were called Nordic Games at the time, who are now THQ Nordic, and have taken over half of the gaming world. They have done, haven't they? They have, are enormous, yes. Um, and we made a couple of dancing games for them, um, just as a dance party, and um, it was kind of fun, but it was the precursor to um, an IP called We Sing, which we came up with, and launched through Nordic Games a la THQ Nordic which went on to be a huge success so that was our entree and then uh, we kind of worked with them for a few years and then decided we want to be publishers again because right. that's our background yeah. and we kind of slowly but surely moved back into publishing with small titles digital titles and then grew the portfolio and grew the scale scale of titles and now we're about to launch our biggest game ever. What? How are you define? How are you? What? What, what criteria? Cartridge size, <laughs> <laughs> megabytes, price. What? Uh, it's just scale, hours, scale gameplay, hours, um, money Graphics. that we've sunk on it. Yes, <laughs> the number ability. of shirts that we put on. <laughs> yes, I mean we're all putting our mortgages on this one. So are you? Yeah, right. It's, it's going to have. to I think work. they say to do that, don't they? Yeah, business in the, r- in the indie games <laughs> publishing books I read, they say put your house what on it. What do you do? Yes. Exactly. Bet everything. On <laughs> yes. But that's that's a show of commitment. That's a badge. Right. You know, I agree. We, we, you know, depending. You know, when you walk into a room and you say, "How committed were you?" I put my mortgage on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Tell us about Grip then. I'll let, I'll let, I was I'll... going to talk to you about general stuff, but it sounds like we better talk for the rest of the show about Grip, hadn't we? So, uh, 
Uh, Grip is is an arcade combat racer, but it's it sort of got its uh, its, its roots in, in real nostalgia, harking back to the days of the PlayStation 1 uh, and that era of gaming. So it's kind of, I like to describe it, and they, I'm not sure if this is approved by them, but I like to describe it as the love child of a of a fan and an ex developer. So, um, do you remember Roll Cage back on the PlayStation One? I do remember Roll Cage. So, so Roll Cage was for for those listening that don't know, it was a it was an arcade combat racer on the PS One, produced by Attention to Detail, which was part of Signosis, and it was all inspired by those amazing Tyco Rebound cars that would flip upside down and carry on driving. So the, the the high level pitch is those RC cars driving really fast with guns. <laughs> so you know, what, what, take my house. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. In. So um, the, basically, uh, there were two games: Roll Cage and Roll Cage Stage Two, and uh, it sort of disappeared off the face of the earth for twenty years. And a guy called Chris, who lives in Toronto, Canada, was like, one day he woke up and he was like, I need more roll cage in my life. There isn't enough roll cage out there. And he went online and he found a guy called Rob. Now, Rob was one of the original developers who'd worked on roll cage and worked on the initially on the PC port of roll cage, the original, and then as part of the core development team in roll cage stage two. And he had actually started a blog updating the original roll cage binaries to make them work on the latest versions of Windows. Wow. So t- so 20 years on, he was still thinking about that game. It was still front and centre in his mind. So Chris tracked him down online and he said to him, hey man, you know, you're, you like this thing, I like this thing, you're obviously still thinking about it. How about we, you know, uh, maybe he didn't say this exactly, but get together and make a baby. Right. So, so the, you know, that, that's, that's kind of that how... That is what the, the internet's for, though, isn't it? Those sort of proposals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and for, for people to find each other. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it, it's really grown from there. They started out as a, as a two-man team, and what's been really nice is that the... The Caged Element team, which is the studio that's produced the game, is satellite all around the world. Rob's actually based in Indonesia on a on an island off the mainland. Right. And if you ever get to call him, you can hear the waves lapping right. around him on the and beach. And the insects. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Has he put his island on this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, there are some great stories about sort of uh, the the power going out on the island and him having to get to get a boat to the mainland to meet code deadline and this sort of oh, stuff wow. so it, it really is remote working to to okay. the highest degree um but what we what they've done is they've they've produced this game which so much love has been poured into it it's, it's a real passion project and it's not just chris there are other fans that have come on board the visionary concept artist was a fan of roll cage and was actually making roll cage stage three concept art wow in his spare time just right. for just for fun before he got involved so They've developed that through and they've made a faster, more aggressive game. All of that passion and all of that energy that went into the original Roll Cage release on the PlayStation is really turned up to 11. Now you're talking, you know, back then you were talking PS1 and, and, and the processors back then. Now you're talking PS4, Unreal Engine, NVIDIA Physics. All of this technology has just gone into turning up the formula. And what we've ended up with is the fastest game on four wheels. Right, <laughs> So, um, in, in in terms of that uh, roll cage DNA and, and 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 what you've got now, what what specifically are you doing that was impossible then? I think the speed okay is one of the things. So, um, and and creating a game where the the vehicles feel as heavy as they are. I mean, uh, roll cage for me. If I go back and play roll cage, it's just really really hard. I mean, there are people out there that can do it, but having that authentic feel like you're genuinely controlling a car of this sort of gigantic tank scale and it can drive on the ceilings and all this stuff i think the feel that you get now is far superior to anything that you could have done then and it's required a lot of custom engineering in terms of the physics as well so a lot of time has been poured in putting that right and because now you've got game engines to to really base your your you know base level framework on it's enabled them to concentrate on that fine detail as opposed to building everything from the ground up just to get the game out the door. I wonder how you decide as a game designer in an instance like this when you're given you know, an extensive tool set and engines that do all the physics for you where you go, no, nah, mate, 
that's realistic physics. We want roll cage physics in there. I, th- I think the, the, the first reality comes is that if you made the the physics totally realistic, a the cars wouldn't drive on the ceiling. What? Because because <laughs> you know that's not how the world works. What? But also the cars wouldn't move at all. You know <laughs> the, these are these are huge you know chunks of metal. So yeah. it, it, you know everything has had to be rewritten. And, and what they would say, and what's been totally vital to the game, is the the early access community that's been behind the game, the Discord community that's fed into the game has all helped the game to iterate and become the awesome game that it is today and when it started on early access it was a it was a shadow of what it is now and what's going to launch on november 6th okay we've talked a lot to people who've worked with uh early access communities and what that's like and how it can be you know genuinely really really beneficial to the game hearing from uh the community we haven't talked to too many people who've worked with Discord communities, which I imagine is the same sort of thing, but also more so because it's always on, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the the Discord, uh, you know, they're very vocal. Mm-hmm. They they've been incredible, and the, the do they use all caps? Is that what you mean? <laughs> Sometimes mm. they use all caps, mm. but but they're, you know what's what's great is is that there's that rapport there within the group. They all talk to each other. What Discord allows them to do is really have that community space and, and really work with each other to make things that are cool, manage tournaments, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. But also, more importantly, there's you've got that direct interface with the development team, so there, there's pretty much always a developer online in Discord for, for Grip. So people go in there, they, they talk about the game, they feedback. I mean, so many... I mean, Rob would use the classic example of, of when they started developing the team, the... The, the game has sort of three classes of vehicles, your, your speedster, your mid-class and your tanks, you know, your Luigi's, Mario's, Bowser's, you know, this sort of, this sort of stuff, in, to put it in Mario Kart terms. Um, but when they first started working on it, the, the tanks were very slow to accelerate. You know, they, they got to those ridiculously high top speeds that you expect. But, but they've really, you know, that Discord community have been vocal and, and really, the, you know, kicked the developers into line to, right. to making it. I mean, and they would say this as well. I'm not going to make myself <laughs> unpopular here. But they really, like, kick them to, to focus the game where it needs to be. So, And I think you get more of that through this than you... I, I think it's easier to ignore somebody posting on the community group in a in a steam forum than it is somebody actually talking directly and and having that two-way dialogue uh obviously when you talk about roll cage people of a certain age leo and i we met in a roll cage uh, fan club (laughs) um 20 years ago um they'll get it and they sort of understand exactly what you're trying to do what's it been like showing it to young people um I, I think people just have an appreciation of the speed of it i think that that's the first thing that that kicks in people go wow this is fast you know and and there have been a lot of anti-grav races out there in recent years but that's probably been the only sort of game that gets up to to that sort of speed um so i think you know having something which feels more sort of hazardous you know when you when you've got that contact with the floor and you're going at that speed it's a lot more punishing it's a lot more hardcore than a lot of the anti-grav racers out there so i think it's been something that that connects with people and even if they don't remember roll cage everybody knows about those rc cars that right. flip upside yeah. down so suddenly you start talking about that and they're they're back in the room and they're and they're with it so great um talk us through uh so it's it's coming out on the 6th that you're publishing it digitally and physically mm-hmm. and there are some other editions as well yes yeah, we're doing a, we've done a, a 300 uh, an exclusive 300 unit collector's editions that's quite rare it's going to be rare. 300? Just 300. Wow. They're oh. going to be on eBay for a grand. Yeah. <laughs> within, within as soon as we ship, I'm sure. Oh, um, what, but, for, what format's that? Um, uh, across the four... Uh, well, um, across Switch, um, PS4, um, PC and Xbox. So it's just... How do you buy... How, how are you selling them? You're we're selling them direct through our website. Um, and basically, the, the actual box themselves are, are numbered and th- are 1 to 300. Um, and depending on what format you choose, we pack it with the right format. Right. But there'll only be three hundred collects editions. Blimey! What, what comes? What comes in that? Uh, um, a sick bag. 
no, I mean, it, it is in there. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's a branded bath bag with a with a good roll. You know, rolled too much in your cage right. on written on it. But um, they, yeah, with the one of the things that if you talk to people who played the original roll cage, it had Fatboy Slim on the soundtrack. The soundtrack was very iconic, and it's something that very much gets drawn out. Yeah. We've, we've tried to do the same with Grip, so we've worked with London-based Hospital Records um, to bring their music onto the game, which, uh, you know, we're, we're absolutely privileged to be able to do, um, along with another a lot of other artists, uh, some really good British artists as well. Shout out to the guys, Full Contact, fantastic drum and bass act. Um, so we have centred the collector's edition around that music. We've got this this beautiful double vinyl set that's been produced for for the game beautiful sort of 12 inch art cards you've got uh do you know what was really strange when we asked the discord community we said what do you want in a collector's edition the first thing that they all came back with they wanted a game manual they wanted a printed game manual because for, for, for so many people that's what the that feeling in the 90s was when you picked up your game and you were i mean for me it was sitting on the bus on the yeah, way home, and, home exactly. and flicking yeah, through yeah. the manual so I, that was that was one of the first things that came out so we got that we've got um double cd soundtrack in there as well because not everyone has a record player there's a there's a car shaped usb drive <laughs> which is pretty awesome um uh, yeah and card of authenticity in there as well with your with your serial number on it as well so and lovely packed by the team is it <laughs> good uh, and then for people that uh, that miss out on that it's available digitally and uh, like via Amazon etc yes it's, uh, it's available physically um, globally so we've got um, physical copies all over the world and obviously there'll be digital versions and if you pre-order they'll get loads of goodies and discounts and whatever else you get. Brilliant. All right, well, uh, best of luck with it, obviously. It uh, looks very exciting. I've had my eye on Grip for a long time, actually. Tell you how we failed to sign that. <laughs> <laughs> so I do know how good it is. Uh, best of luck to you uh, on November 6th. And uh, yeah, keep us posted on how it goes, won't you? Yeah, we, we will do. do. Thank you. Are we going to do the letters now, Simon? Because we're running short of yeah, time. That, was, that, was a, that, went, that went on for a while, didn't it? It was it very did. good. Sorry, once, once, no, I, really once good. I start, I don't start. Right. Really yeah, good. go on then. Let's, um, let's crack on. Thank you very much for your letters this week. I uh, didn't have a chance to ask anybody for them, but it's good to see that you're on it anyway. Uh, Chris Conroy writes, Dear team and super special guests, you might not need my letter this week, seeing as though super sub Ben and Anne promised to read out all the letters I didn't get to last week, and OLL is always good to its word, but here it goes anyway. I recently attended Design Play Disrupt, an exhibition on the past decade or so of design and culture of video games that the V&A are hosting. I thought it might be more like the old Game On exhibitions, lots of interactivity with supporting materials, but it was a different experience altogether. Highlights included some really well thought out videos covering the depth of technical design that goes into making AAA games, the real-time art manifesto by the Tale of Tales directors, a series of interviews exploring the facets of culture and communities in and around games. Maybe they should have prevented the younger children from watching the detailed and very adult exploration of racism in Mafia 3, but maybe that's why I'm not a museum curator. I was a bit disappointed with the section about online communities. The exhibition tried to cover a lot of ground in a very short space of time, and for someone closer to the topic, it felt a bit superficial in places, but I could see how it would be revealing to someone coming to the subject cold. Overall, a strong 7 out of 10. When OLL is finally commissioned to curate a similar exhibition at a national museum with all of the resources that that entails, what themes, subjects or artefacts would you choose to explore and why? Your curated correspondent, well, Chris we've Conboy. we've answered this question, haven't we? Because we had to curate an exhibition at Tate Britain. We did do that, didn't we? <laughs> And I, I think we put your game on, didn't we? Away, uh, we certainly decided <laughs> to do that because you only you don't get you don't get that many chances in life to be able to say we I've, did this. I've had my work shown at the Tate Britain, so it felt like grab that one with both hands. We did. Uh, yeah. We put uh, so we put chime up there, didn't we? Uh, was it you, chime? We, yeah, uh, we did heavy chime. heavy rain that was up was there, a, wasn't it? There was a Batman game. Yeah, obviously, it's definitely a Batters game. All right. I don't know what else. Probably res. Sounds yes. like the sort of thing we'd do. We'd, we'd think we have exactly. to. So. What about yeah. uh, you, Leo and Al? If you had to curate a gaming exhibition, what would you insist was in it? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the 32x in there. I've I've, I've got to be honest. Okay. It, it's such a it's such a sort of relic, and, and I mean it is, was a catastrophic mistake, but it, a it's a beautiful one. Yeah, yeah. I know. Who doesn't want that toadstool sat on top exactly. of the Mega Drive? Anything you'd add, Leo? God, I'm, I'm going to just come up with my cliche answer here, I'm afraid, which is uh, revert back to my three favourite games, which is uh, Street Fighter 2, uh, GoldenEye, and R-Type. Right. You'd so. put Martin Hollis in the museum. We, we'd put him in a museum. Exactly. Yeah. I think we're all unanimous that we wouldn't include him in television, would we? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Greg Strauss writes, Hello, team, and SSG. A trampoline park just opened today near me. And I decided to give it a go, hoping to recreate some free-running stunts performed in the likes of Spider-Man or Assassin's Creed, despite not using a trampoline in years. Somewhat predictably, it ended up with me popping my shoulder and simultaneously popping it back, while attempting to bounce from my back onto a six-foot platform fallback repeat. Given that often games let you do things that would be much harder to perform in real life, has a game ever inspired you to try out something that you wouldn't have done otherwise? That's safe and legal, of course. Whether it's as minor as maybe trying to recreate an in-game dish, or as insane as my aforementioned stunt. That's a good question, isn't it? What have you done after playing GTA? What haven't you done? Well, exactly. Mm. I did like uh, the fact that um, after extended sessions with Spider-Man, uh, Dexter would <laughs> sort of go out for a walk, just calm him down. And I'd just catch him sort of flinging webs and kicking <laughs> invisible enemies as he came out. It's been a long time since uh, a game I've seen him uh, or a game have that sort of impact on him that's made him sort of want to jump around as much. But uh, me personally, no. Uh, I tried some outrageous cricket shots after practicing cricket in VR for a very long time and hit myself on the leg because you don't have legs in VR. <laughs> have you got anything to add, Al, Leo? I, uh, uh, just time crisis. I okay. think my, my, my gun skills from hours and hours of time crisis as a kid, when I went out to the States, I thought, what? right, I'm, I'm going to be able to, to shoot incredibly. <laughs> doesn't work out as it, as it happens but I, th- okay. I thought I was going to walk into that range and just be a complete oh. ninja <laughs> thank god for that, for that ending <laughs> Leo right hi we've got a letter from Chris Stewart dear team OLL and SSG I was late tuning in today so I don't know if this is, will be too late I had a language exam at the weekend, so I've not had much time to think about games recently as I studied and prepared for it. Now I'm done with it. What game can I play to get back into the swing of things? Ideally a Switch game. Love and kisses. What would the answer be, Leo? Oh, damn. Come on, I thought you'd go straight to grip there. Yeah. Well, no, it's a bit too... <laughs> <laughs> You know. was, it, was it too low? It was too low. <laughs> too cheap. No. Mm. Yeah, I, so I, I just finished uh, Mark of the Ninja. I thought that was okay. that was excellent. Didn't outstay its welcome. Uh, pretty straightforward to play. Uh, another game I completed without having to look up on the internet how to do so. I completed uh, Into the Breach. Again? I mean, completed all of the... Unlocked all of the teams, okay. which is not like... So I, I've been... To do that, you have to complete it lots of times. Uh, I thoroughly recommend that. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that again. Right, good. Possibly. I mean, maybe. I'm not going to review it. I've got a proper game to right. review. Mm. Let's crack on then. Thank you very much for your letters. Do keep them coming. Uh, Please email them to team at onelifeleft.com.
You're listening to All Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's 12 minutes to the hour. How did that happen? It's actually 11 minutes. What? What? I know. Where's it went the time so, going? so fast. It's because we've got good guests on exactly. this week. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, because the last time we were in the studio, it felt like hours. It did. It really did. I feel like I'm still there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're a video game show. A video game radio show. We're the longest running video game radio show. We run in real time. We've been running for 12 years. Uh, but I'm going home in 11 minutes. Clocking off. Uh, this is Gods of Nature. It's by Zark. It's from chipmusic.org. Now, Leo and Al uh, enjoyed the calibre of our letters, but felt that they might be able to raise the calibre next week. Interesting. What have you boys got? Well, you know, we're, we're old school. We like coming to people's houses with gifts. <laughs> so we're coming to your casa. <laughs> Father Christmas of the video games industry. Can I model? Yes, you, you can model, yeah. I'll do a bit of a description. We're taking turns describing what we have. Okay, so, what, so you've got a back... Wow, okay. Wow. A very, very shiny wow. seven-inch Shaq Fu Okay, single. I should take pictures of these. So, yeah, so you published uh, Shaq Fu... Uh, <laughs> And there's the there's the vinyl. What? So we're going to give this away, are we? We're going to be. We've got a swag bag okay. full of some very good items, and um, this is the first. Do you want to go in next? Um, yeah. Well, well let me, should we stick to? Uh, I'm going to just mix it up. Actually, let me. Right. We have. Um, what do we have here? We have a PS4 copy of Shag Fu. Wow. Which okay. once you download it and installed it, you get a bonus Barak Fu for free. Right. How did that come about? Barack Fu. Yeah. It, um, Did you need his permission? Um, well, apparently it's the word parody. <laughs> okay. Parody, parody covers such a wide area. <laughs> there, there are some, some interesting laws in the States about the, the president's image passing into the public domain. Oh, okay. So once you are a president, right. you are able to be, uh, to be parodied in that way. So. I think we got away with Kanye West, though, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, a grip, a grip hat. Uh-huh. But um, here's, the, here's the beauty. Turn, turn it upside down. Shut up! You wear your hat upside down, it says grip on it as well. Wow! That's cool, isn't it? Is that that's the game game's logo? Yes, it is. That's cool. That is cool. Uh, uh, Isn't that cool? How'd uh, you do that? That's, that's the coolest thing I've How ever seen. You? Right. I feel I feel that that one might not be in the swag pile. We might have to give these two personally. Listeners, what? in if fact, can, we we have two. Do you? If we, you can write, if you can write anything upside down, that's the same way, the right way up. Is that coincidence? Can you is let that us know? No, that was that was carefully planned. How do yeah. you do that? That's incredible. How do you? Can you write? Can someone out there write O L L upside down the same way as it is the right way up? Right, sounds like a challenge. Fantastic! How do you do that? Yeah. The, the the box has been designed to uh, to work upside, upside down. down as well. Right. So I'm I'm calling on all your listeners to go into stores oh, on November sixth so... and turn the boxes <laughs> upside down to terrorise retail stores. Very good. Yeah. Uh, anything else in yes, this yes. bag? Well, seeing as Diablo 3 is coming out, we thought we'd come out with an action RPG that kicks its <laughs> at okay. its beep. Now, not only is it one of the best action RPGs, it has an expansion pack by the beloved Motorhead. Whoa. All in one box. Blimey. On one cartridge. And so. that's called what? Victor Vran Overkill Edition okay. with Motorhead Through the Ages. Uh, Do we have to give all this stuff away? It's not much, doesn't it? We've got some T-shirts. What? T-shirts. Shaq Fu the standards for all future uh, guests. We're not going to let anybody in unless they come with a swag bag. Jagex brought a cake, but they made us make it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the pièce de résistance. So I'm going to model, and, and Leo can uh, can talk. Yes, the big man, seven foot one. I don't know how many pounds, but it was big. Right. And he had hands the sizes of shovels. Um, he carefully penned his name to oh, this wow. box. Oh, well. Right. Signed by Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal signed box. What? We're going to give it to you guys. Shut up. <gasps> uh, we haven't got anything to give them, have we? You, you, you've what's, given us your time. What more can we ask I look for? different upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got the number for eBay? <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, thank you very much. I think we need to uh, put, give this away over a period of weeks, don't we? Yeah, we will There's do. too uh, much there for next week. But uh, write in and uh, 
if you uh, uh, yes uh, it'll have to be pretty good letter for us to to give away one of those things but if you think you've got what it takes I might write in yeah uh, Thank email. you very much, you guys. Should, you should keep the hats for yourselves, guys. I reckon oh, we will be. We'll be standing on our heads all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, time for reviews. What have you been playing, Simon? I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, of course uh, yeah, you still, have. I'm pulling away with that. Not quite ready to give it a considerable well, review yet. Well, you have to have it uh, done by Friday. It's Red Dead. Seven out of ten. Uh, the other thing, that, yeah, the thing that's been uh, distracting me is uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas, which is Ubisoft's Toys to Life uh, game. Um, for $69.99, you get the Switch game, uh, some spaceships, and some toy, some toy men, okay. pilots. Um, I say, men, you, you might get la- ladies. I didn't buy the physical edition, did I? Oh. So the idea with this one is that uh, you um, you clip it on to your uh, Joy-Con or your, or your DualShock or your Xbox One controller and it changes your ship's configuration in-game. Okay. But you also have to do that on the move. I'm not doing that on the chi- on, on the train, am I? No. I've got a Brompton bike, a coffee <laughs> flask, <laughs> You've got, got a s- pop-up chair. Scooter on I the look way. Like, honestly, I look like the, like the worst word. I'm not going to then pop <laughs> some, a Star Fox character. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, yeah, a space combat game that um, you can fly from space to planets. Uh, it's technically very impressive. Um, I've got no idea what's going on. And Al, your comment about... Uh, wishing that we had manuals. I wish that there was a manual for this. I've got no idea what's happening. Is it like Star Fox? Uh, it's a space combat game. No, no, it's got Star Fox in it. Right. Um, but it's a shooty space game. It's good. I bought the digital edition. I oh, sorry, I didn't. My American friend. He was over. <laughs> okay. He was. Can I use your Can I use your Switch, Simon? I said, Yeah, sure. Uh, he, he, for sixty dollars, yeah. you get more than you get in the physical edition. So mm-hmm. if you live in America, if you have friends in America. It's well worth doing. Anyway, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I don't know what's happening. Seven out of ten. So I would. I've been playing the Lion's Song at the moment, which is a, which is an indie game made by Mipumi Games, who are a studio in Vienna, and it's a very sort of artistic point and click. It's 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 a it's a thinker. Okay. But it's a, you know it paints this beautiful world. These different layers of art really gives you an appreciation for for the sort of mind of an artist. Uh, so uh, it, I, I've absolutely adored it. The only negative that I will say is that it's on Nintendo Switch and they haven't implemented the touchscreen in a, in a point and click, so you have to move the analog stick around the screen. But other, other than that, it's a, it's a beautiful game and I, and I would recommend 7 out of 10. Fantastic. Leo? I'm, not, I'm just going to comment on that. They actually came to us to see if we wanted to publish it. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. So. Oh. Just a bit of boring work stuff. But admin. To be honest, mate, my my, my um, pile of shame is growing, and I'm only just working my way through Detroit Become Human. So okay. I'll spend a few hours on that whilst sort of chilling on my sofa this weekend. Right. So seven out of ten. Okay. I have been playing bacon. What? Bacon. What have you been playing? Not what you've been eating. I'm a vegetarian. Uh-huh. Can't eat it. But I can play it. Right. Bacon is the new game by Philip Stollenmeyer, one of my favourite video game designers. Uh, he made Pancake, a game in which you flip pancakes, okay. and Burger, a game in which you flip burgers. He also makes brilliant games in which you don't flip anything. For example, he made Letter, uh, and he made Super Type, and he made Zip Zap, uh, which is absolutely brilliant as well. Generally, these games are all single-button mobile games uh, with brilliant, simplistic graphic design. Bacon is no different. In bacon, you have to flip bacon okay. onto things. Right. So your idea is, so the idea is, put bacon on some fries. And so there'll be a picture of some fries, yeah. and then you have to time your flip of the bacon so it lands and balances on the fries. And then you might have to put bacon on the Mona Lisa, or put bacon on some ketchup, or put bacon on a complicated graph, or put bacon on the top of a food pyramid, which is very hard because a pyramid's got a point which means you've got to get your bacon to land perfectly. Put bacon on some butter so it slides. There are 100 levels. I've completed all of them. 
have you now? How do you feel about this as a vegetarian then doing this stuff? Don't mind, it might be fake bacon. Meat terrorism. Mm. You've got to put bacon on a pig at one point. Which seems <laughs> the pig's got a chunk missing from it. Right. Um, it's brilliant. It's a beautiful game. It's free to download, powered by ads. Um, you can choose to skip levels by watching an ad. I didn't have to do that. Right. Uh, but I would happily watch any number of ads. In fact, I've bought off the back of that all of Philip's other games. I think in total it cost me maybe less than ten and they're all absolutely brilliant I can't recommend them high enough highly enough ten, uh, ten out seven out of ten that's it thank you so much for coming on that's an abrupt end isn't it it's a screech to a halt where can people uh, keep up with your work uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at Wired P or search for Wired Productions on Facebook as well you can get updates there or head over to our website which is wired.gg You've been brilliant guests. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, thank you. Very, thank you for all the gifts. Best of luck with Grip. Thank you, thank very, you very much. Thank you very much. on November the 6th. Do we have any other business? I think that's it, isn't it? No, we've got a minute left. It says here that we don't. Ma! Okay. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, goodbye. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>